The toughest part about being a fan of American football and the NFL is the downtime between seasons. There are very few events like the Super Bowl. It's the rare occasion an entire country gathers in the national living room to watch a game in February. After an hours-long pageant of commercials, musical performances, and a hard-fought battle on the field, the victors hoist the sterling silver Lombardi trophy for all the world to see. It is the thing for which they push their bodies to their utter limits. It's why they play 17 grueling games, plus the ones on the playoff path to the Super Bowl. It's why we watch year after year to see greatness achieved on the gridiron, and hopefully the team we root for, our favorite team, is the last one standing. Confetti falls endlessly. The losing team slumps back to the locker room. The winners celebrate for the next week. The MVP heads to Disneyland. The rest of us turn off our televisions, finish our leftover snacks, and then head to our respective beds. And the season officially ends. The weeks after the big game continue the conversation. Sports fans across the country chatter about which free agents will wind up on other teams. Football analysts guess the order of the upcoming draft, in which our university's finest players have a chance to fulfill their dreams of entering the NFL. There is a buzz and an excitement for fans, because each team has the chance to become something bigger and more competitive. The process is a mix of musical chairs and of building an army of the future. And then, there's nothing. The players train and prepare in the offseason. The news cycle quiets, and the NFL goes away for a while. The rhythm to which we're accustomed as football fans ends before we're really even aware of its absence. The Thursday night game to kick off the new week, the lion's share of games that start Sunday afternoon and carry through the evening, and the concluding Monday night game? Gone. Football feels light years away. Sure, there are other sports that we can watch, but does anything really compare? The preseason games played in August are a cruel tease for fans. They really exist for the coaches and their staffs to assess the players they have and which ones to cut. Watching a preseason game is like watching the earliest cut of a film, where storyboards and rough animatics take the place of movement, of motion, of actors and action. It offers a glint of what is to come, but the viewing experience is a tedious endeavor. And then, September swoops in. Children return to school. The hazy summer days fade. Mornings and evenings hint at the incoming fall as the temperature drops and the cooler winds arrive. And finally, finally, it is time to play football again. Thursday night becomes the destination. Commentators chatter over the constant roar of the crowd during the pregame lead-in. Someone sings God Bless America. Someone else soars through our national anthem. Commercials blare, adding to the anticipation. The camera sweeps back through the stadium. A referee flips a coin. The crowd roars. Cameras flash. The kicker runs at the ball. His foot connects. Football season has officially begun.
collectors also experienced something similar. After a long winter in which toy shows and conventions collectively hibernate, the promise of warmer weather and of the spring finally paves the way for a new season of hunting the memorabilia we love with the friends we've met in the process. And for Star Wars fans in the Northeast, the first big toy show is in Warminster, Pennsylvania, at a former NASA training facility. This is more than a toy show, though. This is the kickoff of the toy show season for the year. This is a trip to the famed centrifuge for what has become a collector's meetup. This is the return to Zolocon. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. Solocon is a two-day sci-fi and fantasy expo that focuses on vintage toys and comics. Michael Zolotoro created the convention and brought it to the Johnsville Centrifuge in Warminster, Pennsylvania, beginning in 2016. The building was a training facility for astronauts like Buzz Aldrin as part of the world-changing space program in the 20th century. After NASA ended its space program in Bucks County, the building was renamed The Fuge. It became an event center that regularly hosts proms, corporate parties, bar and bat mitzvahs, and other celebrations. The history of the Fuge makes it a unique place for a toy show, and I can promise you there isn't another show like this in the country. Michael puts careful thought into each year's offering and works to make every Zolocon a memorable experience for attendees, cosplayers, guests, the crew, and the vendors. In 2019, I covered the show for one of the earliest episodes of the podcast. Released in May, episode number 10 was titled Zolocon 2019 and the Lucas Relic Inside a Pennsylvania Centrifuge. If you're interested in hearing about the history of the show and the building, along with my experience attending the event, I'd recommend going back and listening to the episode. It is one of my personal favorites, as it's where I really began to find my voice and to figure out how to tell stories in creative and unique ways. Last year, I did a second episode about Zolocon. Episode 81 was a return to normalcy during the pandemic, in which Zolocon reclaimed its title as the first toy show of the year for those in the tri-state area. And I wanted to document what it was like to be back among friends in Warminster in the winter going to a group lunch, and hunting for Star Wars memorabilia at the Fuge. And this year, I'd love for you to join me for a trip back to Pennsylvania, for what has become an annual tradition for Northeast collectors. 
I'm doing something I've never done in all my years of attending Zolocon. I'll be helping Pete LaRose set up at his table, and we'll spend Friday afternoon at the show as it all comes together. And then, you and I will return to Warminster early Saturday morning, and we'll spend the entire day at Zolocon. And along the way, we'll stop for conversations with some of our friends and fellow collectors. Dress warmly, because it's sure to be a frigid weekend in Bucks County. I'm bringing bottles of water and some snacks for us for our car ride. So here we go. We're off to Zolocon 2023. I'm in the car, it's one o'clock. I'm probably about a half hour away. I'm meeting up with Pete, who's coming down from New York, and um, I'm gonna help him set up. Uh, Our friend Mike Mensinger is gonna be there as well too. I think James Gallo, Brad Portnoy are setting up. Um, Josh Van Pelt is going to be there as well too. He's going to be setting up with Pete. Uh, They usually uh, set up right next to one another. And so this is Zolocon. This is the first first show. I'm so I'm so excited. I can't even I can't even uh, hide it. It's you know it's just uh, I think it's one of those things to to absolutely celebrate because we just don't get a chance to um, to do shows like this, especially you know first one after like four months. Um, I was sick with COVID, and man, I was sick for like six weeks, six or eight weeks couldn't do anything, and then last week I finally started to feel like myself again. Um, As a result, I missed the Morphe auction, I missed going to uh, my friend Tom's house for a local club meetup, and I was just really missing everyone. So this will be the first time in 2023 that I'll see a number, a vast number of my friends. Um, I'm so excited to see Pete, I mean that's always a blessing. Uh, I think Mark Rusciano is going to be joining us uh, tonight as well too. Um, Mike as well, I get a chance to walk around with him and uh, we usually catch up. We don't get to see one another as much, um, but it's always great, you know, to spend time with him. Um, you know, and then this is just set up today. So I'm, I'm driving over to, to Zolo, uh, because it's, it's not too far from, from me and I'm able to make the trip and then I'll, I'll head back tonight and then I'll just return tomorrow morning. So tomorrow uh, is where the, the show officially begins and it opens to a general audience. VIPs get in, I think, at 8.30. Uh, I learned from last year you do not want to get there at 8.30 <laughs> because you will wind up waiting an extra 45 minutes to get in uh, because they move very slowly. They give out goodie bags and they have to, you know, uh, check people's tickets and everything. So it, the process does take longer than, than you'd expect. So I've learned to get there earlier so you don't have to stand out in the blistering cold. And speaking of blistering cold, it is supposed to be very cold tomorrow. We've had some really nice days in the 50s, 60s, even kind of brushing on 70, which on the East Coast in February doesn't usually happen. Last year was a very, very cold winter, bitterly cold, so this will be nice. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. It's a full weekend. There's going to be a whole group of people that aren't here at setup today that will be there tomorrow. 
and some that will be here today that might not be here tomorrow as well too. Um, it is Sean Moynihan's birthday, so Sean, by the time you hear this, it'll be a little while after your birthday, but happy birthday, my friend. I know he and his son Declan are coming tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing them. So it should be a really nice time. Uh, right now it is sunny, a little cloudy, but overall really, you know, sunny. It's 50 degrees. This is great. I was expecting it to be much cooler. Um, but yes, that's, that's what's happening so far. Less than a half hour. I don't know why, but every time I come here, there always seems to be a problem with traffic and some issue. Um, I just arrived. I'm, this is the closest I've ever parked. It looks like it's a four-story building, maybe bigger, and it has the uh, the letters F-U-G-E for Fuge, for Centrifuge, on it. Um, it is a really windy day, as you can probably hear. Um, there are a lot of cars here. People are... are unloading their trailers and their trucks as I'm walking up. So uh, apparently they've been busy. The guys inside have been busy uh, hunting for stuff already. So I'm looking forward to seeing that very shortly. And I dropped my drink. All right, here we go. Okay, so it is 2.30 and we are at setup already. It is pretty quiet here, which is nice. And I'm standing by somebody I've been looking forward to seeing for a long time now, Pete LaRose, but also Mark Ryan. <laughs> no, Mark, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah. Good, good. I was excited to see Pete too. <laughs> He's an all right guy, we like him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they look alike. Yes. Um, <laughs> So, so we were standing here in the middle of the centrifuge. Um, Mark, what are your, what are your hopes for this weekend? Um, I mean, I always know Zola Con's going to bring a big crowd, so it's just the expectation. I expect a big crowd and it to be busy. And um, I, I had, you know, there's, there's still a lot of empty tables, so I'm looking forward to seeing what people bring because I already yeah. found something for myself. So I'm just hoping there's some more stuff that comes. And yeah, that's what I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> Can you share what it is that you found for yourself? Uh, sure. So um, I used to have a whole card set of all the um, Migos, the superheroes, and I didn't. I decided I didn't like the card ones. I wanted the boxed ones, so I sold all the card ones, and now I'm getting all the boxed ones. So I picked up Catwoman today. Okay. Is and Catwoman tough? No, no, but I'm looking for, like, really good boxes with the windows and unused, basically. And she still had the band around her hair and everything. And Are you... Because the Amigo world is different where they don't care as much about repro parts. How do you feel oh, about I that? Oh, I absolutely care. I don't want any of that trash. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm in the same boat with you. I don't care what line it is. Yeah. I want all my stuff to be uh, original. Yes. So Okay. And then, um, do you think this one's going to be particularly crowded? Uh, I do because it, it seems like every time ZoloCon goes on, the weather is always really extremely cold. Or um, I think we've had a two years ago it was a blizzard, um, partially. It rained last year. It was really windy today. I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow, Saturday, which is good. So it'll bring people in. But yeah, I, I expect it. It's always a busy crowd on Saturday. It is, and it seems like it's becoming less of a show and more of an event, which I really like too. I agree, yes, yes, yeah. Especially when they bring in, you know, they got 
um, with the artists and the different toy designers. All, you know, there's a lot of people who design their own toys now, which is cool. So that's, you know, horsemen are here and all that. So it makes it yeah, fun. Yeah, it really adds to it, I think. Yes, absolutely. So we always talk about cool finds that we've had over the years and stuff like that. Have you... Have you had an amazing find, either for yourself or just something that you picked up over the last few months? Um, yeah, actually two. So uh, the first thing that I got was a, uh, you remember the 80s cartoon Dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. And they yeah. did that Brazilian release of the figures. Um, they're like, they're, I don't know, probably like eight inches tall. I got the whole set of those. Uh, it's five of them with all their, their weapons. Which and is, this is like the Brazilian release only. The, yeah, I think it, I believe it's Brazil. Mm-hmm. I think I want to say, I think it was a glass light of Brazil, you know, something like that. But that's a really hard collection to find. I think when, when you say dinosaurs, are you talking about um, the the show that was on TV or dinosaurs? Or dinosaurs? Dinosaurs. I'm sorry. Yes, dinosaurs. Yeah, my bad. I was like, when you said it back to me, I realized I said it wrong. <laughs> yes, dinosaurs. Because I was like, I don't think they had any yeah. weapons. In the not show. those yeah. dinosaurs. Okay. The other. Not the mama. Yeah, sure. not the not the mama. <laughs> Not the David. <laughs> Do that very well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so I got that whole set, and that was, um, you know, the last carded set or the box. They came in boxes. The guy who I got this from, he had the whole box set, and he sold it. And he he sold that whole set for like twenty grand, which I was like, wow. oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. But just the fact that I have them in the, it's it's so great. They're like one of my centerpieces now, um, and. Uh, I just bought a, which is ridiculous, from a guy in Florida, a full-size alien latex costume. I w- okay, I wish you could have seen my, my eyes right now because they just completely lit up. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, wow. so it's, I'm 250, six foot, and I, I can't fit in it. But I'm, I'm six foot 250 as well, too. You look like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, minus? <laughs> minus the 150, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's it probably like somebody who's like 5'10", maybe six foot, but they'd have to weigh like 150 to fit in it. Yeah, because um, it's really slender. It's very slender. It's, it's, it's made, made uh, the inner part of it's made of a wetsuit, and then the guy, uh, a professional made a, he casted the whole latex all around it. Bonkers. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to have I'm actually it has a tail and attachment I'm going to but like I said I had to buy a mannequin for it which is you know I get a mannequin delivered to the house and my wife was like why the hell did you order a mannequin I'm like surprise hey, surprise you know it's not what you think it's it's for my alien creature right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway I'm going to have that at my show yeah for people to take pictures, I'm gonna put it together and let people take pictures with it. So, just cool. have a, yeah, yeah. So that so, was fun, fun. So your show now, I'm really excited because it seems like it's been ramping up over the, at least the last year or two, right? Yep, it has. Yes, we're this is our fifth year. We've been doing it since 2018. Um, this year, we've expanded to two buildings on the state fairgrounds, Maryland State what, Fairgrounds. What's the name of the show? Maryland Toy Expo. Okay. So we're in a we have a 40,000 square foot building and a 30,000 square foot. Building. Oh my gosh! Yes, and they're both going to be full of 10 by 10 toys mm-hmm. or 10 by 10 booths full of toys. Yeah. Uh, we got some celebrity guests. We have um, Lauren Lester. He voiced uh, in the Batman animated series. He voiced Robin and Nightwing, and he also voiced Barbecue. Mm-hmm. And then he does some other stuff. And then we have um, Diane Pershing, I believe she says her last name. She did a couple of the She-Ra characters, and she did Poison Ivy. 
Very cool. From That's a big Batman one. Anime. Yeah, yeah. Um, which people they they love that because they, they make Funko Pops and all the action figures to get. There's signed. been a huge resurgence in the fandom for Batman the Animated Series, yes. and I just I remember seeing it. I think 92, 95, somewhere around there, yep. and just absolutely loving what they did with it. The noir designs, uh, the storytelling, the characters. That's really cool. Yeah, and they continued on with the dark part of it. I think is what people like. Mm-hmm. You know, like the madness part of it with yeah. the Joker, and um, then we're bringing Ethan Page, who's an AEW wrestler. And then I'll announce it because we're going to announce it probably before you post this anyway. But we're going to have Dan Housen from AEW there, and he's a very big draw for for the wrestling thing. So um, yeah, so those we have the oh, we're going to have uh, Mel Brown. He was on Lego Masters. Mm-hmm. He's a local to the area, so uh, he was on that show, and um, so he'll be at there. And, yeah. What kind of toys and collectibles? does your convention usually draw so yeah we 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 have the vintage and modern so we have people who bring in um we we actually have a couple i call them old timers but they were you know these guys are in their 60s they have some older stuff they even bring like pins like you know vote for ike and and all those different things just to sell but we have people from 50s and 60s all the way up to some modern stuff and you know, people love Funko Pops. You just, you can't get away from it if people love <laughs> no, them. No. And as much as people say they're going to be the Beanie Babies, it's just not true. They haven't, no. It's just not true. There's something different. So we have all the way up. And, and you know, we do a one-day show. It's just on Saturday, which is it's June 10th is the next show, 2023. Um, and we do a November one. But, you know, we bring in, a lot, we bring, the last show had 3,500 people. Oh, my gosh. In, for one day. And we're yeah. expecting a large one. You know, and, and things we're doing different this year like we put a lot of money into advertising we do the radio like mm-hmm. local rock stations we do Facebook but this year for June we're advertising on billboards on 795 695 all the major That's highways incredible yeah so you know we're, we're putting into the show because we want it to grow mm-hmm. That's the thing. but I, I like the fact too that you, and you've always stressed um, not only vintage, but having a nice balance of vintage, modern, having things like pops, having something where if you're coming to a show, it's worth it no matter what you collect and who you are and how old you are. Right, because you're going to draw in families because it's an event. That's why I like with Zolicon, it's an event. You know, it's I love the old standard vintage toy shows, don't get me wrong, yeah. but people nowadays, they want events. Yeah. They want, if they're going to take their family, they want it to be something fun. You know, we're going to have, we're going to have the Ghostbusters, the local Ghostbusters there with an, an Ecto. Um, so cool. We're going to have a Jurassic Park guy with a, a Jeep. Yeah. You know, so you got to add all this extra stuff in. It's just, it's just to make it more fun, you know, and you know, for $10, yeah, you can't go wrong. No. You can't go wrong. To get in for ten dollars, you yeah. have all this stuff going on. Yeah. So you know, it's it's all about the fun. And I just I like doing it. I love it. So you're basically getting an event for a the price of the show. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's cheaper to go to the show than it is to go to the movies. That's the way you look at because kids ten and under are free with a. I think it, co- it actually cost me less, like with tolls. It would, to to go to your show than it was for me to drive here. So <laughs> yes, yeah, it's true. It's it's. I don't get it. Like driving to here in Jersey, it's the tolls are ridiculous. It's insane. Absolutely. <laughs> Is there anything that by the end of the weekend you'd like to find here or pick up for your collection in addition to the Mego? Oh man, um, I need. So I'm trying to complete my Indiana Jones Kenner sealed set. So I need the Streets of Cairo sealed. Mm-hmm. I need the Well of Soul sealed, and I need um, Belloc on the card. That's what I need, but I can't 
Cubs are eluding me right now. Okay. So those are three pieces that I need. So even one of those three would be a nice way to cap off this weekend. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I'm hoping maybe I'll see some more Amigos. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. And then your show again, Maryland Toy Expo. Maryland Toy Expo. June 10th. June 10th. 2023. Yeah. Uh, if you if you see Mark at the show and you ask him, uh, you can get in for free and he'll actually give you a $25 credit. Is that right? No, I made that up. I totally made that up, yes. But no, if you do see Mark, please uh, talk to him because he's one of just the, the nicest people and uh, I'm, I'm just so fortunate that we're friends. I, I, I think agree, it's 100%. Yep. It's really cool. Well, cool. I hope you have a fantastic show here. I look forward to your show in June as well, too, and uh, I'm sure we'll be hanging out for the, uh, the next two days. Oh, yes, sir. Sounds good. <laughs> About 3.45, I'm standing here on the second floor right next to the capsule uh, that would spin around this room at about 175 miles an hour. And people are getting set up. Um, my friends Mike and Stevie came, and, and they're in the process of setting up. They said they got here at 1 o'clock uh, in the morning and then came over for around 10 o'clock, and they are absolutely exhausted. Stevie said he's just, as soon as he's finished, he's going home, going to sleep. Um... The tables are starting to come together. I would say it's probably right now maybe 30 or 40% full um, as far as the, the tables being done, but um, looks very good so far. It's after 7. I'm on my way home now from ZoloCon. It was a great day. Just a, a handful of hours that... Uh, I was fortunate enough to spend with a number of really good friends, ones that I haven't seen in a few months, and uh, it was just nice to be back in the same room again. Uh, for some of them, the last time I saw them, I think, was probably either in, in the fall, uh, maybe in the wintertime at Mike DiStefano's house during Sithmas, but it was just a really nice night. Um, it was really nice to be back at a toy show. It's one of those strange things, though, because it was set up, and, I, you know, I, if I had to guess, I would say maybe 60% of the tables had set up at that point. You know, I think some people will come tomorrow and will set up as well, too. Um, and then as more and more people were, were setting up in the second half of the, of the, the afternoon or the evening, uh, a number of the ones that were finished, they put tarps and sheets over their booths so you couldn't really tour and walk around. So it was kind of a mix. You were seeing the, the people that were showing up later as they were setting up, you were getting a chance to look through their stuff. But if you didn't, if you weren't there when the first half of the group was setting up, then you, you really missed out because, um, you know, they had covered up their items and, and had left for the evening. Just from looking at the different stuff that was there, I could say it was a really nice blend. I know that this show, over the years, has started to lean into things like comic books as the collectible market you know, started to, to soar in that sense. Um, so you're seeing a lot of graded books that way. But, uh, but it's always been really a toy show. And I would say the focus of most of it has been vintage. I think now we have a nice balance of vintage and modern I saw some really cool pieces there. My friend Mark had some really nice Clone Wars box vehicles and ships and, you know, multi-pack figure sets. 
Uh, and it's just, you know, that kind of stuff is, is great. It's stuff that you wouldn't normally see, even sort of that 2012 era Star Wars toys where they started to maybe reissue some of the older vehicles like the Naboo Starfighter. So it's nice to see that. Um, <laughs> two of my friends had, an, and I'll, I'm hoping to talk to them tomorrow about it, but they had an original and authentic Toys R Us Jeffrey costume. Jeffrey is the giraffe and he is the mascot for Toys R Us or when Toys R Us existed. And uh, they somehow have a full working costume. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd like to get one of my friends to, uh, to try it on tomorrow, maybe walk around a little bit. But um, it's, it's a really, really cool piece. Something I haven't seen in a long time, I guess, since, you know, Toys R Us was, was open and they actually had people in the costumes walking around. Um, I have to say, I think my energy going into this, I was really excited and I was amped up. And I would say most of the day was pretty subdued. You know, I think you had people um, that had either worked a full week or were, you know, coming from work and then going through and setting up and lugging everything from, from their, their truck or their car or a trailer. Um, and it is, it is exhausting. Um, so, you know, and it's funny too, everyone is sort of getting older as well too. Uh, but the, the energy for this one was pretty subdued. Uh, I think people, I think people wanted to set up and then wanted to just kind of sit around and talk to their friends. And it was a really nice time for that. It was really quiet. Um, for me, this was really a great way to, to kick off the toy show season, the first toy show weekend. And, uh, I'm really, really thrilled. So, um, all of this is really, again, to say to you, if, if you have shows in your area and you have events that you can drive to, um, even if you have to stay over at a hotel, you know, if that's possible for you, it, it's worth it. It really is. And um, again, I love that these shows are going from being just toy shows. You know, that's kind of how they start out when we really don't know people. To us building friendships, uh, I'm friends with people that I've met at toy shows. That's where the friendships began. And now they've gone on for years. So if you're able to go to a toy show, please do. And um, I, I hope that, you know, you and I are able to go to a toy show and run into one another and have a conversation together and build a friendship that way as well, too. I, th I think that, you know, it's a special thing. Okay, so I'm going to focus back on the road here. I have about eight more miles and I'm home. Uh, it was a much easier ride coming home than it was heading out there uh, today, but... Um, so tomorrow officially begins ZoloCon. I'll see you then.
Hey, it's about 7.30 And it's Saturday morning I am a few minutes away from from ZoloCon again uh, it, It's interesting to do a show two days in a row Especially if you're driving um, back and forth Because everything feels a little easier uh, a, little, a little more comfortable Because you just took the trip So, you know, it's easier to... Um, to map out your, your ride. Also, I left my house at like 6.30 this morning, so it was it was pretty easy uh, as far as not having any traffic. Um, for some reason, anytime I go out to a toy show, it's always uh, some intense storm, really bitterly cold, rainy. Um, we don't get, we don't have the rain today. It is 26 degrees. Now, the entire, I think last two or three weeks have been in the 50s here. Um, on the East Coast, which is crazy for February. And for some reason, though, um, it decided that it was going to get bitterly cold now. So um, fortunately, I'm, uh, I, I do have a vendor badge, so I will be uh, <laughs> skipping that part of it and not having to wait outside in the 20-degree in the weather for 45 minutes like I did last year. Not that I'm bitter about it, but... Uh, yeah, I think I got sick after that. Um, but anyway, yesterday was really subdued. Today will not be. I think today is going to be a completely different story. Um, I assume that all, most if not all of the vendors will be there by now. The ones that hadn't set up yet will be setting up. And then the ones that started setting up yesterday will just put the finishing touches onto it. So, um... I don't know what to expect from this. I don't know. I really don't know who's going to show up. Uh, we have a, a few friends that are that are definitely coming, which is nice. Um, some weren't able to attend this year, um, so we'll we'll see what it is. I kind of like this show for that reason, where um, we usually go to a, the same restaurant or we go to similar restaurants around the area, but we never know who's going to turn up, who's going to be joining us, uh, what we're going to be doing. So. There is something special to kick off the uh, the year that way, but um, I don't know if I'll find anything. I'm not really searching for stuff. Um, I'll dig through as many bins and buckets and baskets that are there. But I'm just happy to be back. Oh, here we go. Okay, so I'm going through the upstairs stuff here, and I found some really cool. Uh, Presto Stick, Super Mario Brothers, Nintendo uh, window vinyl uh, decals from 1989 in sticker sets. Uh, there's a Joker mask from, oh, I'm sorry, a Riddler mask from the 1990s uh, Batman film. <coughs> Not seeing a lot of Star Wars stuff yet. There's, there is a Star Wars Whiz Quiz. Uh, I do remember seeing that, I think, in the 90s. But, wow, I mean, there's so much stuff here. Like, just to give you an idea, there's a Scout Award trophies, ready-to-assemble all-plastic model kit Kodiak Bear, a Han Solo Star Wars model kit from the 90s, something called Holy Cow, Shirley Temple dolls, uh, a Chatty Cathy, uh, some Frazetta uh, prints, and, and um, looks like magazines as well, too. A life-size bust of... Um, Spawn, Todd McFarlane Spawn, some Ecto-1 vehicles, um, yeah, some really nice pieces here. Okay, 
Okay, so we're in line right now and we are walking in. It's 8.30, the doors just opened. It is freezing. Uh, I also, in addition to having a vendor badge, I also have a VIP, so I want to get that. But um, we're standing outside. Fortunately, I brought gloves with me, no jackets. But there is a guy with a, uh, shorts and sandals. It is 26 degrees. I don't know how he's doing this. Um, but, uh, but the line is moving, thankfully. Uh, last year it didn't, so we'll see how, how far we, it takes us to get in. But we're not too far from the front right now. It's 9.30. Um, the place looks a lot different than yesterday. It's all set up. Uh, there are... I mean... I don't even know how many vendor booths are here, but it, it goes around the entire uh, centrifuge, and then there's an upstairs as well, too. Um, like always, they're playing older and newer trailers and stuff, and, and uh, a lot of older music. They played the Thundercats theme song before, which was really cool to hear. Um, one of the newest things that they've done is they have a, uh, a presence of Myth Mythic Legions, which is a... Um, it's a really cool line of figures, and every time uh, that they set up, they, they just have lines out the door. One of the nice things that they do, too, is they don't pre-sell anything, so even for you know vendors and stuff that are coming in on Friday, you can't purchase them. Uh, you have to wait until the VIPs get here on Saturday morning, which is great. Um, but it is crowded. I would say as of right now, it, it's still the VIP uh, area. It's a little less crowded than I've seen it in the past. Um, but I think, you know, it's 9.30 now, 10 o'clock it opens to the general public, and I think that's when things start to get really busy and really crazy. So I'm going to, I'm here walking around with my friend Jay now, and we're going to go inside uh, in the upstairs room and see what we see. All right, it's 10 o'clock, and before my two good friends, Andy and Bob, leave, uh, we have a chance to, to talk to them for a second. This is Bob Mistrella and Andy Cook. Uh, how are you guys doing? How was your, your Saturday morning so far? Oh, it was great. It was great. We had some really good finds today, and yesterday we found a few, too. We were here earlier, you know, on a... I don't know, it's been a good day. Yeah, really yeah good I mean, day. we came in. It was nice, too, because we came in last night, and uh, Bob and I always like to... Um, to interact with the vendors because we know a lot of them personally on a personal level so it's nice catching up with everybody because the community is not all about collecting toys it's about good friendships and stuff so it was nice talking to people and and then we all went we, some of us went out to dinner and stuff like that so we had a couple hours of good conversation good dinner so it was it was a you know a real good time and then we came this morning and did some shopping and found some stuff and uh you know we're kind of spent out or you know we're getting old and getting <laughs> i just came off of back surgery so i'm you know trying to still recover so i'm yeah. feeling the effects of that but uh yeah bob where'd you guys go to eat yesterday oh where do we go giuseppe's italian place up the road the food was good it was cheap and it was good and conversation was always there for mostly i mean like like andy said there's, there's some really funny stories guys are telling tales and it, it turned in some pretty interesting conversations. We'll leave it at that. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, definitely Very nice. a great time. Andy, what'd you get to eat there? Uh, buffalo chicken cheesesteak. So it was uh, very, like Bob said, uh, very affordable. I mean, uh, the, we were surprised. Like you know, we we're expecting like a big bill and. 
you know, we were trying to figure out tips. We ended up giving the, the lady a generous tip, you know, just to offset the cost. You know, can't go wrong. Yeah. You know, very good food, uh, very good service. Good so, service. service was excellent. Yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah. What'd you get to eat, Bo? Oh, chicken cheese steak <laughs> in a wrap because I'm a fat boy, you know. So I gotta watch, gotta watch my sugar. Okay. According to the doctor, you know. All right. Um, were you guys hunting for anything specific this time, Andy? Um. For me, it's tough because um, I I have a pretty extensive extensive collection. Yeah. So like mostly common stuff is mm-hmm. out for me. So it's it's more of what what I can find rare or what I can find that's rare that's completer than the one I already have. So for example, I picked up um, uh, a night a Nightmare Warrior from the '80s. So that was a knockoff glow in a dark skeleton. Um, What's that a knockoff of? It was a Remco series line that they came out with. I don't, it wasn't specifically a knockoff of any figure. It was just considered a knockoff because Remco did it. It was Motu like... size, kind of Motu yeah. style. That so kind of bulky. My little brother had them, actually. I was a teenager at the time when those came out, and I remember playing with him on the floor with those with, you know, you'd have He-Man, and you would have those, the skeletons, and then the the other uh, Remco stuff. And, yeah, it's, it kind of all fell into like, into that realm of He-Man. So, yeah. so they did, like, an army guy. They, they yeah. He has, like, an army helmet and they did one that uh, was a pirate and then they the one I got is like a Spartacus guy that has a, he has a cape and then a, a nice like leather belt um, some of them came with uh, sword accessories and shields and stuff like that unfortunately these didn't have the weapons but to get the the cloth garment in the back and the 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 helmets so they pop off of the heads and it just leaves like a funky flat spot on top mm-hmm. of their heads because they're always missing yeah. this one had the helmet and yeah, then nice. had the, the garments and it had the, the leather belt so um, that's going to be an upgrade in my collection so mm-hmm. I did pick that up and then also um, I have the Uni- Universal Monsters collection at home the I original the, Remco? yes yeah. but I have the creature but I don't have the one that glows in the dark that completely glows yeah um, so Ed from Arsenal Models who's going to be at my show um he hooked me up with a really good deal on a loose one, so I was happy to get that. Really nice. Okay, so it sounds like you you had some good pickups so far. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, I know it's small, but to me, it's no, it's, it's priceless. Anytime you can get something that you can bring home, I think that's a plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really so, cool. Yeah, Bob, how about you? I did well last night. I've, I've been hunting for quite a while, and Andy's been helping me trying to find the 13-inch LJN. Uh, stripe the gremlin the mm-hmm. big one yeah and i scored one last night for a really good price so oh, i was terrific. like really tickled about that they did a nice job on those they're i good. love those yeah. they're great sculpts i'm a big fan of the movie i was i was a teenager when it came out i remember seeing it in the theater with friends and stuff and you know yeah. I, I love them i just watched it probably a couple weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. cleaning toys and stuff listening to it you know that yeah. kind of thing so but yeah i got that and i picked up a couple more creatures from my army building i think i'm up mm-hmm. to like 37 now of the burger king creature from the black lagoon yeah I, I collect creature so that's one of those things and then what else i got a bunch of mythic legions i started i went down that rabbit hole you did yeah. and yeah I'm, and you you I'm, also you uh you sell them as well i'm an right? authorized retailer in it, uncle bob's vintage toys yeah. and uh so yeah i picked up i don't know how many of them today so i'll go home and be playing with toys it's, it's a shame like the mythic legions uh booth isn't really that popular there wasn't really a line that wrapped no, all the way around no, the like, yeah that usually takes like at least an hour <laughs> to two hours to get to the register yeah, yeah. no it never happens i love it though because it's high quality stuff and it i mean so we're joking but it truly too, it, it draws such a crowd and mm-hmm. people are really hooked on them yeah too. The prices are great yeah. for the detail, and, and they're all pop and swap. You can you can swap armor around and hands and legs and everything else, you know, as long as it's with the female to the female or to the dwarf to the dwarf or, you know, the regular size. And yeah. They're just fantastic, and the customizing is just out of this world. 
awesome. Yeah, yeah, some of the stuff people are doing, you see the pictures online, is it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Killer talent out there. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think they're uh, they're nice, and it's nice that they have a toy show presence too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they do this, they do PowerCon, and then they have their own Legion Con. Mm-hmm. We'll be going to that for sure. Okay. Yeah. And then Andy, you have a, a show coming up as well too uh, that yes. I'm looking forward to immensely because <laughs> I, I want to tell you, and I truly mean this. So I went to uh, the one two years ago, and that was the first time I had been in Carlisle mm-hmm. and Toys for the Expo, Toys for the Ages, Ages Expo, yeah, yeah. and it was one of the most fun times. Uh, a big part of that was meeting both of you guys. Yeah, first time we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Good day. It was just, good day. it was, it was, it's the type of people that you got to do the show, and then just having you know this this camaraderie there, and then being invited to go out to eat with you guys on Friday after right. setup and stuff. Like I'll never forget it. It was one of the coolest things. I appreciate so, that. What's happening now? So uh, we have two big changes. So first off, uh, we extended the show to a two-day event this year. Um, so we are, yes, attempting two days. So we will have the shows um, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So uh, Saturday we will have early bird, which we're actually extending the hours. So it's going to be 8.30 to 10 is going to be your early nice. bird. And general admission will be 10 to 4. And then Sunday the show will be 9 to 3 on Sunday. Um, we have a lot of things going on with the show. We actually moved the date of the show as well. So instead of our traditional second week in August, we moved it to the end of July. So now it will be July 29th and 30th. Um, as far as I know, there is no other shows going on at that time. So we made sure that you were competition. Was clear. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's a plus. Um, we also have some things. Um, we have the 18 van will be there this year. We have the Dukes of Hazards General Lee will be there this year. Um, we have Obi Toys coming back this year. He's a, a YouTube sensation. He has over 110,000 followers on YouTube. He does custom Jurassic Park dinosaurs. So he'll be doing another big giveaway for that. Um, we also have what you'll like. The 501 Garrison is coming, who is a cosplay professional cosplay Star Wars group. Um, they have a Mandalorian, Mandalorian group as well that they will be coming. So they'll be walking around interacting with people with all their you know genuine um, Star Wars costumes on we have a lot more things planned this year so you know more announcements to come but uh, what, what kind of stuff too when somebody comes to your your uh, show so actually one of my requirements for my show is the vendors must have 75 percent vintage in their booth that is toys from uh basically 2004 now and below mm-hmm. is and then they can have 25 percent modern now i do have a couple modern vendors there and i have one funko pop vendor now i handpick those out so mm-hmm. Um, I want to make sure that we. You still can have pick a- everybody. I mean, I think that's really special. Correct. That's good to know too. Correct, because I want to know what's coming to the show. I'm a vintage guy. I love vintage. I know I get frustrated when I go to shows and there's no vintage there. Um, so right now, we are the premier vintage toy expo in Pennsylvania. I mean, if you want, if you want vintage toys. You gotta check the expo. That's the place. Yeah, I, 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 the age I did. I I did uh, two episodes, I think, on it. Yeah, and I had mm-hmm. the absolute, absolute best time. So, right. you really, for anybody who's yeah. interested, it's it's wonderful. I know Bob hated it. He said, "No, right, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. It was a horrible time. I'm not going. I'm only getting two booths this year. Yeah, that's it. Just two. But, no, I mean, I've said it for years. Toy people are the best people. Yeah, uh, you know, they absolutely are. And you know, I was we met you there, and that was great. We've become great friends, and, and made so many great friends. 
over the years, and they, yeah. a lot of them show up for that show. Yeah, you know, if they're not vending, they're they're coming in, and and, and, it's, and it's they're shopping really and, and stopping and talking and chatting. And, yeah, you know, people I, I know from my old whatnot shows, and, and you know, and and all of that, they say, "Hey, Uncle Bob," and you know, we stand <laughs> talking like old friends. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's, it's it's a great time. Can't recommend it enough. It feels more like a family reunion, and I, I genuinely Absolutely. mean that. Absolutely, and the dinners and stuff afterwards are just fantastic. When everybody gets to go out and, and have a good time and, and chat more and, and get to know each other more, and it's a lot of fun. It's very fantastic. Cool. All right, well, thank you guys for taking out some for taking out yeah, for, uh, yeah. some time today to, to talk. Yeah, we to appreciate them. it. Always good to see. I you. really I look Always forward to your show again. That the name of it is it's Toys for the Ages Expo, and you can uh, all the information is toysfortheagesexpo.com, mm-hmm. um, and it is July 29th yeah. and 30th. 2023, and then it is a Saturday and a Sunday. It's fantastic. I'm glad you made it a two day. Yeah, I think that's special too. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate right. it for sure. Well, gents, have a wonderful rest of the uh, the, the tour here before you guys leave and, yeah, and yeah. head back. And then uh, I look to see you guys at the next toy show. It's right. really fun to see you again, yeah. man. Appreciate All it. Right. Good. All right, thank, thank you. you. As my good buddy Mike Mensinger is getting ready to leave uh, ZoloCon now, it is um, is eleven o'clock. Um, Mike, you were here yesterday and to the dinner and and uh, this morning. What was the experience like for you? I was. It was really fun as always. I try and come to this show every year and uh, help Peter Larose and, and and Josh set up and stuff and. Uh, and we do the dinner at night, which is always fun. But yeah, it's been a good, uh, good show. I guess I, I lasted a couple hours this morning too, walking around, and um, yeah, it's starting to get a little crowded now. So. I would say you lasted longer than normal on this one. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I, I think I did, uh, I did good. Did you find anything uh, cool here? Um, I got some little He-Man muscle figures from uh, from Josh that I, I was interested in, but uh, yeah, most of it's really just coming up to socialize and stuff like that. Um, is is there a reason why you always go to this show? Um, it's kind of become tradition now. Yeah, right? I think you know we we come up for setup day and like I say have that dinner and then I stay over with Pete and Josh and then come and set up in the morning. So yeah, it's kind of just it's relatively local and it's been become a tradition. Fantastic. Well, I'm, it's it's always a blessing to see you here. I feel like we get to hang out and walk around together and and uh, oh, did you? So you were looking at a Dejarnik chess set uh, that somebody was showing you. Did you ever buy it? Uh, no, I ended up holding off, but I, he gave the guy gave me a lot of great information, and now I'm, I'm very knowledgeable about how to play the game <laughs> and uh, those sorts of things. So. Yeah, so one seller just pulled Mike over and explained like the history of Dejarik and, and all of that. And yes, that's putting it mildly. Um, <laughs> yes, I now know more than I ever wanted to, and more about Dejarik. Yes. Well, you'll have to share that with your wife and uh, and all your friends and stuff, and, and start teaching them how to play Dejarik. Yeah, so maybe we'll teach you how to play too. Oh God, no! <laughs> all right, Mike, have a safe trip home. All right, thanks. I am standing in the fifth circle of hell with Mark Rosciano and Eric Franks currently. The corner of the, the fifth corner circle. The corner of, yes. We actually, circles don't have corners. We, my fault. We are, um, we are in Pete LaRose's booth, and it is immensely crowded. Um, Eric, what are you searching for today? I was looking for some 80s G.I. Joe accessories and then anything Adventure Team 70s G.I. Joe. Uh, and I was at an eye out for an Adat driver, some vintage space, Lego space. Oh, nice. Uh, what what drew you to the Adventure Team? I'm sorry, say that again. What drew you to the Adventure Team? Uh, 
I'm not sure. I wasn't really too interested in the vintage 12-inch figures. Uh, during the 90s and early 2000s, Hasbro had a new line out, and they were kind of interesting. And that sort of introduced me to the Adventure Team. I realized I had a couple accessories when I was a kid that I used with my uh, Steve Austin figure, my $6 million man figure. Yeah. And I just liked the idea of the of the adventures, you know, searching for the pygmy gorilla and, and just sort of original ideas rather than the war theme before and then sort of the military and terrorist theme that came with the, with the 80s Real American Hero line. And I just thought they were cool and they were kind of innovative and ahead of their time. And, you know, the action figures we collect today, it's sort of the story that G.I. Joe was the original action figure. It started figure. it all, right? Right. Hasbro coined that term rather than doll. Uh, <laughs> and here we are, you know, was 60 around the 60th anniversary 64 oh my gosh was when, uh, yeah. yeah when uh, the original military Joe line launched in 64 so here we are you know like 60 years in and Star Wars and well and everybody's here at Zolocon buying toys so yeah. lots of action figures Mark, you hate the adventure team. Um, I mean, uh, what I hate is following a his history lesson on a toy line, because I'm not going to give you that. Uh, what's the question? What are you searching for? Well, since Star Wars is dead, that's what everyone tells me. Uh, no, when I come to something like Zolotan, um, I challenge myself not to spend money by saying, uh, I'm going to see if anybody has the full run of carded Bionic 6. Yeah. And so far, only loose Bionic 6, so wow. I'm not made. No, so stay away. That's so not stay away, yes. no. And yes. actually, if you know about Bionic 6, because they're die-casts, like, you think, like, an uncracked 3PO can't stand up, like... Those things are just oh, an yeah, absolute it's just, disaster. It's literally just, yeah, it's, it's staring at its loafers, the whole, every figure yeah. is, so... Uh, yeah. Is there... What would you say is the coolest thing that, that each of you have seen so far here? In, independently cool? Like, what I, So, something that I would really like to get... Uh, that I think is cool is you don't see a lot is after I think it's a 79 uh, so Fisher Price's Muppets line uh, remember they started with the puppets right and then the first I believe it was the first one they made that wasn't a puppet with that with the with the license in 79 where it was the great Gonzo and that guy actually has it boxed right there wow and not like redone boxed or like yeah, but it's actually still on the cardboard yeah so it's not like I came here looking for that yeah. but that that is spoiler fun. alert Mark's coming home with a yeah. great Gonzo uh, yeah. for somebody that doesn't like action figure history you schooled <laughs> us on Muppets history so listen Mr. Documentary uh, just, <laughs> just answer the question Eric what's yours uh, the coolest thing I've seen yeah. oh man there was a really nice in the other room box Dark Tower game, mm -hmm. which I have really no connection to, but it's, inter it's an interesting game. Uh, our buddy Joker Savage, who's here somewhere wandering around, has been looking for one for a while. So now I feel like I'm in the hunt to help him out because I'm trying to get him to buy Please it. Please let so Joe can... just like be yelling from like, yeah. Eric, look what I got! Perfect for Dave. Yeah, so I we can recreate it later if it happens. I want him to splash out the money for it and then invite me over to play so I get a chance to play. Wait, it, so you're, so. you're sugar daddy, you're fronting money for this purchase? <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not. Are you interested in the Great Gonzo at all? Not the Great Gonzo. Okay, well, I would say both of those are the incorrect answer. The correct answer is the Amazing Fantasy 15 that is graded at a. 1.0 that is at our friend James Gallo's booth right there. I actually didn't see that because I didn't come to the toy show to look for comics. Yeah. Which might have been a mistake. Or, or to look yeah. for James Gallo. I yes. didn't come to look for James Gallo. <laughs> but can you escape James Gallo? <laughs> I... <laughs> Um, so what is the item? I think we know this from Mark, uh, great Gonzo, but what is the item that you're most afraid that exists here that is going to have the biggest pull on you before you leave? Oh. 
So I saw, and I think I got saved because I'm pretty sure somebody bought it, but there was a loose ROM Space Knight in one of the booths. And I don't know why it's it's oddly enticing, but it just has no place in my collection. But it's, I don't know, it's 70s robot, early, yeah, 70s, I think it's 70s robot. Uh, I don't know, robots are cool, kind of cool. Okay, so you're going home with a robot and he's going home with Gonzo. Yes, <laughs> to the nose. I'd probably say, though, if we're walking in, though, I, I'm gonna. I'm starting a little superpowers run, and the gas station uh, superpowers, like the rarest one, is to, to find is the Green Lantern. So, I I would probably have a hard time not dropping whatever money on. I mean, I, I doubt it would be here, but you never know. But but I did see. I mean, this guy right there that has a whole bunch of the gas station run stuff, but not the Green Lantern. So, but. Okay. Sounds good. Are you are you both having fun so far here? Is this... yes. yes. One to a ten. In the moment or overall? Overall. <laughs> I mean, this interview raised the, the moment level. David but, Quinn always brings the game. Yeah, definitely. So like a 9.5. Prior to like the claustrophobia of, of, of Pete's booth was at like a 1.5. Yeah. And this interview is like... Yeah, it's bumped up. Oh, it's, eight, it's at least an 8. Okay, well, that, yeah. that's, the, that's really the goal. Exactly, that, that, yeah. yeah. I'll give it a solid 8 right now. I might give it a 9 wow. if we get out of here. Yeah, it's a good show. Okay. I like it. After being cooped up for the winter, I think yeah. the last time I got out was maybe for the annual, and then... Now maybe I went to Win Toy Show between the annual and now. So this is kind of the the winter's almost over. Although I had to drive through like 20 minutes of snow to get here this Did morning. You really? Yeah, up in northern New York we had we had snow this morning, but then down here it's just 20 minutes nice. of snow. Though. That's 20 yeah. minutes of snow, and then it was then it was in Binghamton, and then it was fine. Wow. Oh, wait, am I supposed to say my number? I think I'm fine. <laughs> I, I would say as long as it's over a four or five, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. then yeah. Hey, yeah we absolutely, win. yeah. We totally exactly. win. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a variable bit rate, so I really can't tell <laughs> it you. It goes minute to minute. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The other thing that's nice, too, is, you know, we've got friends that are here. Yes. You know, we're sitting here talking with you and you know, seeing Sean. I like to call them acquaintances. Yeah. I think Wait, you're really yes. positive yes. right now, Eric. Yes. So, <laughs> People whose names we're familiar with. I feel with like I'm going to be cut from this interview because you're so positive. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, there's usually always one or two people that I see at this that I might not see at anything else the rest yes. of the year. Yeah. Uh, but I know that they'll be here, and I get to see them. And you can also kind of check off the box that you got to see them at the first show of the year instead of waiting to see whether or not you're going to go through a whole year and not see them. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Dave, how are you enjoying the show, dude? I'm enjoying the show a lot. I think I've, I've reached my breaking point. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's gotten more crowded than I really thought it would be, which is nice. Um, but yeah, this I, is when the circle, this is when the circular strategy doesn't really work in your favor. When yeah, it's crowded, and and it all the, it turns into like a line because you have people that yep. are coming one way and people coming another, and then you just have this little kind of tiny yeah. avenue. To, to, it's like a lazy river pool. Yes, like, uh, like the Marriott in <laughs> Vegas. Or you're something, just floating yeah. in like COVID. At the that MGM. Point. This is the MGM. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we have some uh, some some transactions happening yeah. around us and everything, and this is good. And it's, uh, it's beer o'clock for Mr. LaRose. It, it, it is beer o'clock for Mr. LaRose. Yeah. All right. Well, gents, enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you, Dave. Thank you so much. Okay, it is almost 5 o'clock. The show is winding down. 5 o'clock somewhere. Peter has a beer and is enjoying himself. Oh, the show goes to 
So I'm here with Pete LaRose, good buddy of mine. Uh, we've gotten to spend yesterday and today together. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I know. I feel for you. Um, how, it's a rough life. <laughs> how was the show for you so far? It's been long. It's been it's been good. You know, it's it's uh, very very crowded today. Uh, a lot of a lot of people buying and selling. A lot of people touching and just moving things around that probably shouldn't be. But uh, you know, it's overall it was a good show. Can't complain. I think it was the most crowded I've ever seen it, and I don't know if it was because of the way the booths were set up this time, or if it was just you know that that having that group come in uh, that hasn't shopped at a toy show in what four months. Um, I think the booths are the booths are kind of you know I, I get it. My you know my the motor Mike he's got uh, he's trying to fit as many people in as possible for both for the crowd and also for himself. I get uh, and for the vendors, but you know unfortunately you do that you kind of. It does make things a little more cramped, a little less space than you like to have. And we had a lot of people come in today. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I, I can see both sides. Did you pick up anything for yourself? At the show? Um, I got a couple, nothing crazy. I got a, a loose Star Wars droid factory. Uh, I had a R2-D2 in it at a good price. And I picked up a, uh, a mail-away uh, LJN Sergeant Slaughter figure for a pretty, pretty good price. Neither, neither for me, but you know. Yeah, but you're Fantastic, inventory, so. yeah. And so you're gonna be here tomorrow selling as well, too, right? Uh, that's the rumor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything that you sold today that you wish you didn't? No, I never bring anything I don't want to sell. Okay, that's good. And then last night you guys went out to eat, right? Yes. So every uh, every time we come down for Zolo, we've been doing this. Uh, friends dinner kind of thing um we get a bunch of people together so last night we actually had about 25 people so it was good it was a you know it was nice to sit down and get to talk and just chat with each other and just shoot the kind of thing how long did you guys stay out for? oh two and a half three hours just went grab some italian food nothing crazy yeah. but that makes it so special i mean it, it it changes it from just a show to an event, right? And yeah, to something. Well, I look forward to it. Yeah. It's more like a meetup at that point. Yep. Look forward to it. Um, you know, just something where you can sit down and relax and, again, you get a good meal and you have some friends. That's all you want. Now, are you at the point where you'll go home tonight and or go back to your hotel and collapse, or you, you still have some energy? Well, as the years pass, it's <laughs> more likely that, yes, it's more likely to go back and pass out versus versus go out so yeah I'm thinking dinner shower bed yes okay. pretty much did did I purchase anything here at ZoloCon well, nice I, I saw you you picked up a, uh, a loose blue snaggle tooth I did I did get a loose other, blue snaggle tooth that was that was kind of nice other box and carded things for your collection so yeah, yeah no, I think you did good it was a plus it was a plus and uh, you gave me the heads up on the blue snaggle tooth so I really appreciate that I'd rather spend your money than mine <laughs> Yeah, but no, that was awesome. Um, I'm glad we got to hang out for a week. This is, as far as a, a first toy show back for the, the toy show season, I think it was a pretty good one, right? Yeah, no, no complaints. No complaints. Um, and then what time are we here until tomorrow? What was that question? What time are you here until tomorrow? Uh, I think 3-ish or 4. Okay. Idea is kind of do like a, a slow pack around 2.30, 3 o'clock to be out the door on the road by 4. It'd be nice. There you go. Well, Pete, I'm glad we got to hang together. It's always a blessing, and uh, be able to do this. I thank you for your patience, too. Not a problem. <laughs> Have a good one. I wanted to do this before I leave. Uh, I'm standing at the area where Rob Bruce used to set up his table. 
and uh, it's it's in a smaller section here. It's kind of on a corner, and uh, I used to come over and just say hi to him all the time. So every time I come here, I just kind of, I guess I look and I expect to see him, but um, yeah, I miss him, and I think a lot of us do because he was he was a character, uh, but he was just uh, he was a lovable one. So Rob, we miss you. I just want to give you my opinion of what I've seen so far. So there was a lot of stuff here. Uh, you had a mix of true vintage stuff, um, some modern stuff, and then some really modern stuff, backpacks and pops and uh, stuff that generally most of us collectors aren't interested in. But um, there was a lack of carded vintage figures, and um, I think that's happening more and more shows. It's just getting pretty difficult to find ones because they usually get snatched up or they're just too expensive um, and a lot of times that high dollar stuff doesn't sell I'm walking upstairs now um, but it was a you know it was a nice show to see stuff um, I would say there there weren't a ton of value pickups but I did have a number of friends that were able to find stuff for good prices um, so I had a friend pick up some nice Transformers. Um, I was able to find a bunch of box Black Series figures uh, that I use to either photograph with uh, the, the prototypes I get or um, I take some of the parts off and put that onto the, uh, the, the first shots and stuff that I get. They're missing heads and hands and feet. Um, so now I'm upstairs. Uh, this place has some good stuff, some really good stuff. And... Uh, Still looking for some Star Wars. We have loose Black Series, box Black Series figures. Um, we're not, I'm not seeing a lot of the loose vintage stuff. And sometimes, you know, when you come to a show like this, you get those bins where you can dig through. And they had some of them, but they, they were figures that weren't in great condition. Um, but I've noticed that the prices for vintage figures have really stayed pretty high. Um, and I think anyone who has vintage Star Wars feels like uh, they have something, you know, really, really valuable. And a lot of times I think they overvalue it. Um, but, man, there's been some great stuff popping up. There was a, a box Black Series 4-pack. It's a Clone Trooper 4-pack, and I think it's from 2015 or 16. And um, it, sells for, it sells for about $200 or $300. Um, upstairs here, it's, uh, it's pretty noisy. You can probably hear it. It's a little more um, animated and energetic than I expected it to be. Um, but I've enjoyed going through the stuff up here, I think more than the stuff downstairs. So, but all in all, a fun day so far. I'm here with my buddy, Mikey Romalia. And uh, Mikey, you are part of... Time Warp Toys Collectibles. Yes, from... Long Island, New York. Yeah, and are you, are you guys off of the Sunrise Highway? Uh, we're off uh, Middle Country Road. We used to be uh, off Sunrise Highway, but we moved our location uh, just about a quarter mile uh, east of the Smith Haven Mall. That's on Middle Country Road, Lake Road. Really nice. My, uh, 
my grandparents lived right there, so I used to go to a comic book store right there, and I love that area. It's a beautiful place. You guys have a killer shop, too. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yeah, shop is great, you know, and then we just opened up uh, another store next to us, uh, Retro Relics. It's more of an antique uh, shop. You know, we have like 50 different vendors with an assortment of, uh, you know, antiques to modern to you know, handmade items, you know. Brilliant. I'm, I'm glad you're able to expand like that, too. It means you're doing something right, so. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, you know. I'm always there also looking for myself to collect, you know. Mm-hmm. So some of these people bring in, you know, things daily. You know, it's always, you know, products always changing. Mm-hmm. What are you collecting for yourself right now? Um, just basically stuff that I grew up with, you know. It could be from Fisher-Price to, uh, you know, Classifieds, you know, uh, G.I. Joe. I mean, but mostly it's stuff that I grew up as a child, you know. All the things I had, you know. I focused on that. I had things three times over, but now I'm just focusing on things that I grew up with. The stuff that means something to you. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, Is there a certain particular piece that you're really gunning for for this year? Um, It's hard to say. It's just things that catch my eye. basically got a lot, like 85% of everything I want, but you know what? It's funny. You see something new every Every day, you know, you're like, oh, should I get this? <laughs> or you get you're done collecting and you start something new. But I try to just keep it in the realm of things that I grew up with, you know, yeah. I had a connection with. So when was the last time you saw something that you hadn't seen in like decades and it brought you right back to being a kid and you were like, I need to have that in my collection? Yeah, that would probably be this week. And it was oh, wow. uh, the Great Space Coaster. I don't know if you remember that TV show. No. It, was, you know, it had a couple of time, a uh, couple of years on CBS. And, and it was something that, uh, you know, didn't make many of, just plushies and some, you know, party stuff. But uh, I ended up getting, just picking up a few of the, the stuffed plushies this week, actually, you know. Congratulations. Yeah. Here at the show? Not at the show, just uh, through online sites and stuff. But again, it's something you don't, I was lucky enough to find a few of them. Yeah. And that's, again, that's something that I remembered. And as soon as I want something, I'll go for it. It's know? so funny. It sparks something in your brain. And sometimes you get these sensory callbacks, whether it's like certain smells or certain months and, and feeling. And you, you remember where you were when you when you either watched it or saw the items. Too. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It really does. Some things you might even think about. Then a week later, somebody reminds you it or you see something. You're like, oh, my God. God, I forgot about that too, you know. Yeah. It happens, you know, even in my old age, you know. I'm still remembering things, you know, bringing you back. And, and that's stuff that, you, you know, you're never going to forget, you know. So it, it's just fun, you know. Like I said, I'm, I'm more of a collector. I've always been a collector as a child. So this is not something that happened overnight, you know. I, you know. It's your life. Yeah, it's, that's it. It really is. I took it, you know. To another level, which I always wanted to do, but I'm always a collector first. That's never going to change, you know. So, what are what are some of the Star Wars carded figures that you have here? Because to me, you have the best ones in the in the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, like probably everybody else, you know, you had it, you got rid of it, you had it. Like I had a point, I had almost 300 Star Wars figures vintage on card. 0809, I purged, got rid of a lot. I started getting some back, some things I never let go. But now, you know, I think I have a hundred left in my collection, and some of them here are, you know, you got the Return of the Jedi Boba Fett, the desert scene. I got the four-day back uh, revenge uh, sticker. Well, not sticker, but printed card Boba Fett. Right. Um, and they're right yeah. next to one another. Yeah, which is awesome. yeah. I got the Gambling Guard Power to Force. Mm-hmm. You know, that was an overseas exclusive. Mm-hmm. I got the Troy logo uh, Yak Face. I got that's a white footer Luke Skywalker 12 back. 
That's one of the earliest uh, releases. Oh my gosh, I yeah. didn't even notice that. Yeah, the White Footer. Wow. That's, probably, that's one of the first releases. Yeah. Then I think they went to the SKUs, and then, you know, there's the regular, the carding. So, and, uh, so the White Footer basically, it looks like a regular carded figure, but the thing that the figure steps on is called the, the footer. Yeah. And yeah. where most of them are orange, this one is white. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And some early after that, uh, I think it was, I said, don't, don't quote me. As it, but I think these were the first ones, and then they had the SKU, right. SKU written on them. Right. Yeah. That came after the white footers. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of rare, you know. Okay. So I'd say you have a, a few good pieces yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just some out of my own personal collection. Wow. Like I'm like looking to no, not let go, but yeah. it sells, it sells not, then it go right back. Which one? Which one would it be harder? Because you also have a whole bunch of, of figures yeah, on this whole row here and, yeah. and up and down. Which one would be the hardest for you to part with right now? Uh, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I would say maybe uh, the Boba, the 48 pack, yeah. you know? That is a clear Empire. bubble, 48 back space, yeah, yeah. so it has Revenge of the Jedi uh, offer printed on it, yes. and it's an 80 plus, which is Yeah, great yeah, 80 plus. It's almost like an 85, yeah. you know, but uh, I think that would be uh, the toughest one, believe it or not, yeah. for me, you know? Mine would be the White Footer. Yeah, the, yeah, the I know, yeah, you're like, that's probably the rarest of them, it's but... killer, it's just so Yeah, cool. yeah, you don't see that, but okay. the Boba's always, you know, who's, you know, it's everybody's favorite. Yeah. You know? And we're joined by a fuzzy friend that I have been just loving passing by every time. Uh, um, tell me a little bit about this guy, because this guy is, right now, without the legs, he's taller than I am. Yeah, yeah, no, we have the legs, the arms, the booties, everything. What is Jeffrey it? Jeffrey the Giraffe, that was a store, a costume he used to wear in Toys R Us, you know? So uh, we got it off uh, somebody who actually worked at Toys R Us, mm -hmm. we got rid of it, and then it's been our, like, store mascot, you know? But we do have it for sale, and... And it's a full costume. Yeah, it's a full costume. Everything's there, yeah. And you Even mentioned that someone might be buying it. Yeah, yeah, we may have uh, somebody picking That's it up great. tomorrow. They wanted to just wanted to buy somebody, and then we'll see. If, it yeah. looks like it's in perfect condition, and it is, you know, it, it's fuzzy like a stuffed animal. It is literally from, I would say, the, the lower body to the head, uh, taller yeah. than I am. Yeah. And it has orange stars all over the body, too, which yeah. which makes it that Toys R Us. Yeah. yeah. This is the original. This is one of the costumes they wore in the store, you know? So. I feel like a Toys R Us kid sitting next to Yeah, time. no, exactly. <laughs> if I could fit in it, I would probably be wearing it, you know? But it's not happening. I got, it's very, very skinny. My yeah. gosh. I mean, yeah. this thing is like... I think, I think you can get in there, Dave. You think so? I think, yeah. All right, we might have to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that you hope to find between tonight and tomorrow here at Zolicon? Uh, I mean, it's funny. You look around, you know, like a lot of, I'm picky on things I want. I did see a Clash of Titans uh, costume with Bobo. Oh, from nice. Yeah, I saw that. Am I already that? We'll see what happens tomorrow. But, you know, okay. that's something I like. You know, Bobo was from Clash of the Titans. is uh, one of my favorites, you know. They never made a figure of him. But they made the costume. Yeah, they made the costume. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, if you are in Long Island uh, and you are near... Uh, Time Warp Toys, please check it out because it is an awesome store. Um, when Mikey and Steve set up, they bring some of the best stuff. I mean it to every show. And you guys had how many tables here? Uh, we have 10 tables. 10 tables. Just imagine that. You're talking about hundreds. You're talking about hundreds and thousands of, of figures and items here, too, ranging from, what, the 60s to... Yeah, 60s, 70s, 80s, and to today, you know? But we do specialize in, like, the vintage era, but, you know, we come across everything, you know? Yeah, every year. Mike, it was great talking to you. I wish you the best of luck and have fun at Zola I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, once again, I am walking down the stairs and out of the building... Finally leaving for the day. Uh, it closes at six o'clock and it's 
5.30 right now, so I wasn't planning on staying for the full day, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I always find if you stick around long enough after lunch, you get kind of a second wind and a little more energy, and you're just able to hang out. And It's, just, it's, it's so nice to be around our, our friends and people who collect and who share the same love of Star Wars and toys and uh, just this, this little world that you know, we've all created for ourselves, and um, it's, it's an absolute blessing. So... Uh, I love having these moments. Uh, I feel like sometimes we don't have enough together. But, um, but this was a good one. It was a good first show of the year. I have really high hopes now for the rest of the year. As I navigate my way through. It's also nice, it's 5.30 and um, it's still light, which is, which is good. Yesterday we came out after setup and uh, I was pitch black already and I don't even know what time that was I guess it was around 7 6 7 o'clock but um you know just after being inside for most of the day is kind of a shocker but this is nice I got to talk to a bunch of friends and um you all seem to be doing really well and people with good hearts and now I'm going to drive home about 20 miles from home and it's been an easy ride so far I guess I'm pretty exhausted was not expecting to stay that long and was not expecting to be that tired but um, I did get up at like 5.30 this morning so <laughs> on a Saturday um, but anyway it was, it was a really good day as I said earlier uh, I really enjoyed just being out and being with everybody um, it was more crowded than I had expected it to be and I'm really happy to see that. I think it was overall a different crowd. I think maybe last year and the year before, there were people that were looking to buy stuff to resell. And there are certainly people that were doing that here, but it, it, there was a different feel to it. And I think during the pandemic, more people became amateur dealers. And so you had people that were going to every show and snatching up stuff. Um, I spoke to two friends today that had mentioned to me that it's getting harder and harder to find stuff at good value, at good prices. And I think people are becoming more desperate to find stuff that they can still sell because I think the pool of buyers has diminished over the last maybe six, eight months. Um, people are not willing to spend a lot of money. Um, I think if you were to ask most of the dealers that were set up today that they mostly sold stuff that was under $100. And I would even say probably under maybe 50 or 60 That tends to be what people are buying right now, what people are interested in. And I, I don't know if people are bringing hundreds or thousands of dollars with them to these shows. So a lot of the small stuff was selling. This one was interesting because, you know, at... at Toy shows, usually there are a ton of bins that you can dig through, and people are really good at, at, about putting out, you know, $5 and $10 bin items, um, which is always great, because it just, there are people who are looking for loose items, loose figures, parts, and 
there was some of that today, but I I tended to see a lot of the stuff being um, either at market value or kind of especially when they're you know better pieces or you know and vintage Star Wars especially um, way over market value. But overall, it was just a really nice day. Yesterday was was great because it was uh, kind of a a nice way to ease into the weekend, ease into you know the toy show experience again. And um, as you heard from people like Mark Ryan and Andy Cook, um, we have a, a number of really good shows to look forward to as well for this year. Uh, I'd like to get out to a bunch of different ones and ones that I've never gone to before. Um, and for some of the ones that I've been to, you know, some of them are now being held in different venues. So I'd like to try that. And I'd love to take you along with me. So, so that is the ZoloCon experience live from Warminster, Pennsylvania. Um, I hope you'll join me for the next adventure on Star Wars Prototypes and Production. <laughs>